Hello, patron. Hi. What's up? You know what this is. No, I don't know what this is. What oh, is no, this? I'm talking to our patron. Oh. This is just for you for three months. <laughs> this is another Cracker Classics 80s edition. Yay! We're uh, going to do, do the right thing today. Yeah. We uh, might not do the right thing, but we are going to watch do the right thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know too much about this. I don't either. <laughs> other than Spike Lee. Uh-huh. Danny Aiello owns a pizza joint, and stuff happens. And it's really, really hot. Yes, that's right. That's I know right. that much. Yeah, yeah. It's like a heat wave like in a New York wave. or something's yeah, going yeah. on. Um, Plot, though? <laughs> I got nothing. I really don't. Um, it's one of those uh, shameful admissions where I admit that I've never really seen a Spike Lee film. I've seen a couple. I've, th- I've seen bits of a couple, but I don't think I've one. ever <laughs> seen the whole thing. And this is supposedly one of his best, so... <laughs> I imagine this is great. It yes. is Spike Lee. And Spike Lee is great. Mm-hmm. He really is. See, I really don't know what we're gonna experience here. I don't either. <laughs> Hot pizza. That's all I've got. Which is better than cold pizza. Truth. In most regards. Yep. I don't know, the older I get, the less appetizing cold pizza sounds. It depends on the pizza. That's true. I used to do it a lot as a kid. Most of the stuff you get nowadays, that wood-fired stuff, is not nearly as good cold. Mm-hmm. My pizza's really good cold. With that greasy-ass <laughs> slide through your pizza, that's still good cold. Oh, yeah. I wonder what kind of pizza... Well, it's New York, so it's got to be New York style, right? In theory, yes. Maybe they're making Detroit style in New York? Who knows? Danny Aiello style. I don't know what that would look like. I don't either. White saw. (laughs) No, he's a New Yorker too, isn't he? So New York is one of those places that's very... This is our pizza. That's true. You do not... (laughs) There are rules to your pizza, and you do not... (laughs) Yep. I guess it's okay, because it's New York pizza. And New York pizza is good. amazing. Mm-hmm. It really is. I suppose we can put your rules on it. <laughs> we'll see how much pizza actually comes up in here. I think there's like a riot or something, too. Maybe it's a metaphor. Maybe. All the toppings in life that you can choose to put on your pizza. Mm. That is your soul. I don't know. <laughs> Well, it is called Do the Right Thing. Which is so vague when you think about it. Yeah. You know nothing about the movie and it's so called Do the Right Thing. specific at the same time. <laughs> it means something, a lot of things. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should probably get to this so we have something more to talk so about. So we know than... what the, the hell we're getting into and what... Yeah. We shall be back for an iteration impression and a better idea of what the hell to talk about. By the way, pineapple belongs on pizza. Deal with it. It's delicious. No opinion. Really? I don't I don't like pineapple, period. Oh, so okay. I'm not going to want it on my pizza. But people put a lot of shit on pizza that I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> to each their pizza own. We'll be back with pineapple. But not free.
you too. Mm, sorry, no. Stuff in the movie. <laughs> no, it's a pretty good movie. This so is good. Yeah, Damn. yeah. There's not really a plot, but there is a plot. Yeah. It's one of those like slice of life. Yeah. Sort of things, and you just get a little bit of everyone's day. Yeah. And how it all intertwines. It's like one city block, essentially. So, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a little, I'm a little mad at Sal and the whole delivering pizza. Well, it wasn't a pizza; it was a hero to the radio station that was like next door. Yeah, and he's bitching to Spike Lee about what does he pay Mookie for, though? Come on, I get that, but he made such a huge deal about how this delivery was going to be late and it was going to take forever when he could have just taken the ten steps to go next door. No, oh, he's making he's pizza. He's doing his job. He pays Mookie for the deliveries. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. I don't care for the attitudes in the, the pizza place. From anyone, really. It's New York. What do you expect? My experience with New York is minimal, and I only know stereotypes, and and basically this. There's stereotypes for a reason. Everyone's just an asshole to each other because they were mildly inconvenienced. Uh, sounds a lot like of New it, York. A lot of it they brought on themselves. Don't spray water on my car when I go past. What the hell? You sprayed water on my car when I drove fast. After I honked at you and told you not to spray water on my car. Yeah, no. There was an asshole about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Fuck you. You deserved it. Meanwhile, we had boombox wars. Yep. Mm, it takes me back. Radio Rahim won. Well, yeah. Goddamn right he did. He's definitely an intimidating figure in the neighborhood. (laughs) Not just because of the boombox. No. Or the brass knuckles. I mean, that helps, but... Technically not brass knuckles. True. You're right. I don't know if there's a name for what he's wearing. I'm not sure either, but... It's love and hate. Yeah. Depending on which hand he punches you with. (laughs) That's how he feels. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have John Turturro and his whole deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's a thing, that's for sure. The the simplistic complexity to that character. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating, but also just kind of pisses me off. (laughs) You work in daddy's business. Does he really? No. But he, quote, works in daddy's business. Yeah. And hates it, but won't go anywhere to do anything different. Just tries to convince his dad to sell it. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, no. Yeah. (laughs) That sells pizzeria. 25 years has been there. It's his place. He owns it. He runs it. People here grew up on my food. He's got his wall of (laughs) Italian-Americans. Yeah, which is weird. Normally the people on your wall of fame have been to your place and have eaten there. Yeah. And you have autographs from them. It's not just here. Here's an arrangement of random-ass famous Italians. No, that's, uh, that tracks. That definitely tracks. Fair enough. (laughs) It's just cultural difference, I guess. Yeah. Which is highlighted a lot in here. Yeah. There's a lot of cultural differences. And clashing. Yeah, there's a whole slur war. Was that a war, though? Kind of. That was more a visual aid lesson than... 
all the different slurs for everyone in the neighborhood. Yeah, there were some terms in there I'd not heard before. Uh, a couple, yeah. And I'm not going to remember impressive. them either, which is fine. <laughs> some of them were dated. Yes. I mean, they fit in the late 80s, but not anymore. Yep. I understood, they understood global warming. Or at least one of the guys did. They got laughed at. Yeah. Because, of course... It was a heat wave in the 80s. It was going to get up to 98 degrees. You know, breaking a record of 98 <laughs> degrees. Once again, oh, that those takes were the days. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the hottest year on record, but it's the coldest year of your life going forward. Mm-hmm. I am liking this, but things for me just seem kind of a little disjointed and random so far. I feel like we've just been introduced to a very a long list of yeah. characters, and I kind of hope that they all sort of coalesce in some way in the end. Well, what's his name is organizing a boycott of Sal's. I think that's where it starts. This is the coming together. Now they're going to start doing shit. So far, they've only been accusing each other of not doing shit. And most of them have been not doing shit. <laughs> like Depending those... on your definition of doing shit. Well, I like those three guys sitting there talking about how the motherfuckers got off the boat from Korea and opened up a business in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Why don't I have a business? It's because I'm black, ain't it? No, it's because you're sitting on the street corner talking instead of opening up and running a business. (laughs) That's what it is. has nothing to do with your ethnicity. But that is a little simplistic to make that claim. I mean, yeah, you have to have the ambition to go out and do it, but just because you don't have it doesn't mean you didn't try to do it uh, and met ridiculous obstacles along the way. Yeah, but it's not like Korean people aren't going to meet those same obstacles if they're trying to do the same thing in the same neighborhood. Well, that's true. It's, yeah, it's not because you're black. Yeah. <laughs> This is a fascinating period of time, the late 80s in Brooklyn. Yes. Right before all the white people came back. (laughs) It's because they all saw Do the Right Thing and were like, what a charming neighborhood. Is that really what happened? I would almost believe it. I mean, it may very well be. I'm not sure exactly how gentrification gets its start, is it? white people think it's cool and just put the money into it or it tends is it more to be complicated than that? cheap real estate means white artists move into an area and start You're businesses right. and attract the sorts of things that they liked from wherever else they do their own and thing that and that builds up becomes popular and then it becomes, value and then it becomes yeah. nicer but it's still cheaper so more people move in raises the desirability of the neighborhood and then it's the place to be and that's a loaded term i tell you what desirability Uh uh-huh it's up there with cost of living ah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um (laughs) Mm. gentrification is an interesting process for sure it's a strange phenomenon yes i suppose it does just sort of happen it's not exactly planned sometimes i feel like it's planned (laughs) Well, it kind of is. As the neighborhood becomes more, quote, desirable, the people with money start investing more money in it. Mm-hmm. And they do it because they can get in while it's cheap. And then 
and make it not cheap. Exactly. Property mm. values rise and those that got it on the ground floor make a shit ton of money and everyone else wants to make a shit ton of money so they start investing in the neighborhood but they're too late. Yeah. It's, it's always real estate. Always fucking real estate. It's disgusting. Yeah. People live there already. Yep. Most it's... of them don't want to leave. Yep. Make it nice for them who are already living there. And some of them are able to cash out, but most of them are just renting, so they're not mm-hmm. in a position to reap the benefits of the gentrification. Until they're priced out. Because they can't rent there anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. That was the future of Brooklyn. Yes. Not currently in this movie. <laughs> not yet. When the old drunk was the mayor. Ozzy Davis. Ah, oh, I love him so much. He's a complex character too it's an interesting character yeah yeah yeah. we got a little bit of his background yeah and the way he told it was it was left very vague yeah you know watching your children starving and screaming for bread yeah and you can't do anything about it yeah the kids had a point no they didn't sort of it's more of a times have changed and yeah you're not seeing eye to eye on that. Yeah. Because in these days, jobs are plentiful. And all you have to do is go and get yourself a job and shake hands with the boss. And today yeah. you have a job. Why don't you do that, old man? Why are you being a drunk? Jobs are easy to get. It's almost a privileged well, they thing. they talk about jobs which being is easy weird to get. when you think about jobs. But they don't have jobs. Like, those kids didn't have jobs. I know. So giving them shit. They don't have jobs. I know. So they're they saying, sort they, had a they're point saying to I make. could go get a job. If that was my situation, I'd go get a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but why aren't you getting one now? Like, I don't know. It's, it's the <laughs> other side of it. Are you sure there's jobs out there? Yeah. Because for the most part, it's pretty much just Spike Lee yeah. in the neighborhood. He's actually, we've seen him go to work. Yeah. Between him and Samuel Jackson on the radio. Yep. Anyone else is just hanging out. Probably because there aren't any jobs to be had. Yeah. Again, another unspoken thing <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. But we're lazy and entitled. And we need to just get a job. <laughs> Doesn't your dad own a business? Can't you go work for your dad? I gotta be honest, dude. M- Mookie's not really treating his job that well, though. No, but it's his job's two... not treating him well either. Well, that's true, too. But, you know, two-hour lunches and... 90 minutes to deliver up the block. That's how he acts at his job. And then he wants Sal to pay him early. Like, I get where Sal's coming from on that, too. Like, the whole paying early thing, I don't get that. Oh, I, th- I think that's because he wants to go out with Tina. But he told Tina after I close. I'm at work. Or after I'm done working. Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't done for the day. I don't know. A lot of dynamics of um, everyone's kind of at fault. Yeah. In the situation that they are in. Yes. Which is not great for anyone, really. With the possible exception of Sal. Yeah. Just because he owns his own business. Yes. He's got that going for him, at least. Yeah. Got a couple of shithead kids, but... Well, that'll happen. <laughs> I don't know, Vito is... Maybe there, there's some potential yeah. for him in there a little bit. <laughs> maybe. Because it's totally John Turturro. He's... The biggest asshole in here so far. Yeah. My friends laugh at me to my face. Well, then they're not your friends. 
Yeah. Get better friends. Surprised he had any friends. Yeah. Well, I'm keen to get back to this. Yeah. See how all of these things come together. Let's see what's happening with the boycott of Sal's. Yeah. If that's even anything. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. I still know nothing about what this movie's about. Yeah, but that's all right. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. We'll be back. It's a hell of a movie. Yeah. Damn. Um. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Bits to unpack, but I'm not sure where to start. I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I do have a health and safety question. Okay. It's completely has nothing to do with <laughs> anything, but I noticed it finally. And I was like, you know, that is a problem. What? They're making pizzas and sleeveless shirts with their armpit hair exposed. That's totally a health department violation. Oh, probably, yeah. Maybe not then, but at least these days. Yeah. Men, if you are working in food, you have to have sleeves that covering up your armpit hair. Just putting that out there if you didn't know that. Okay, then. Complete non sequitur. Absolutely. That's okay, because I, I don't know what to say about that. Exactly, I'm just trying to fill the time while you maybe try to get some words together. I, that's... Because I don't really have words for it. That's going to take some processing, yeah. for sure. That's... Um, wow. There's a lot of little stuff. Yeah. And, and then it sort of all coalesces into a big fucking deal. Yeah. When it didn't have to be a big fucking deal. Yeah. And that even all of the little things... That we were seeing that we thought maybe would all come together. Yeah. And some of those didn't matter. It was just part of the day. Then hitting us with those quotes at the end. Fuck. Mm hmm. Oh, fuck. Are you torn? <sighs> I wouldn't say I'm torn. It's just difficult to know how to feel after that. Yes. Absolutely. I don't feel torn, because I still feel that everybody was in the wrong. Yes. At least everyone involved with Sal's. Yeah. They were in the wrong. The mayor, however, is probably the only one who was in the right. Yeah. Even when it came to taking Sal and the boys across the street and saying, yeah. stay over there. That was also in the right. Yes. In the end, yeah. Demare is the heart of gold in here, and, and you didn't think that was going to happen. But of course he was the heart of gold. Zossie Davis. He is the one who says to Mookie, do the right thing. Yep. And then he tries to embody that as best he can. And he did pretty damn well at it. Demare? Mm-hmm. Or Mookie? Demare. Because I don't I'm think still Mookie about did Demare. the right thing. We need to discuss that if we can put that into words, if he did the right thing. Well, really... we got to try, because, um, yeah. That's um, what we're supposed to do here on I know, this podcast. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, ultimately, no, I don't think. Because by that point, Radio Raheem was already dead and was carted off. Yeah. And he went and grabbed the trash can and threw it into the window. Yeah. When, yes, what Sal did kind of escalated the situation to get the cops there in the first place. Yeah. It was the cops that ended up killing Raheem. Yes. So did he deserve to have his business burnt down? No. 
Did he deserve to have something coming to him? I think the ass beating he was getting from Radio was something. Mm-hmm. Given the fact he was using slurs, broke the radio. The in general demand of, of the well, music and the serious disrespect was... on both sides. Exactly. And it's the inability to let that shit go and move on that ultimately caused the problems mm-hmm. here. And yet there was no consensus. They were not willing to well, come together a, on the issue. It's ultimately it's both sides in that. Yeah, same day. They couldn't come together on the, yeah, the yeah. issue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could have been de-escalated at any point by either party. Like, I, I, I hate to say it, I'm, I'm on Sal's side with the pictures on the wall. That's his fucking place. He can decorate it how he wants. True. I'm also on Sal's side with the radio. You come into my place, turn your radio Show off. Show a little respect and turn the music down when you're yeah. inside a place. Yeah. A place that's not yours. Yeah. Did he go about communicating th- that in uh, the best way? Does that matter? Sometimes you have to meet that disrespect with respect to get them to stop the disrespecting. If that makes any sense. Here and then. then at, one, you... at one point, there was something that he never did say please. He just basically said, turn the fucking music down. What the fuck do you think this is? Like immediately jumping down his throat. Yeah. That's not a way to uh, get what you want. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about meeting disrespect with disrespect, but... If you do that, understand where that's going to lead you. Because nine times out of ten, it's just going to make shit worse. There are some disrespectful people in this world that do respond positively to more disrespect, but that's not a practice. Yeah, try to respect first, and that's not a practice that you can just go about your whole life with. No. Yes, people suck. Then you turn into the person that... (laughs) Yeah, then you're no better than everyone else. Yeah. I say this as someone who's kind of done that before, because I'm a human being, and I know we've pretty much all done it. Yes. (laughs) Seen it, participated in it, maybe started it a couple times. Perpetrated, yep. Yeah. It it, it happens. It's part of that slice of life thing that runs through this movie, and it just uh, escalated. Yeah. I very much feel the paradox of those two quotes at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't beat violence with violence, but is it necessarily violence when it's self-defense? Mm-hmm. Is self-defense justifiable? <laughs> Usually, yes, but what to what extent? Exactly, what was your In justification for the self-defense? What are you defending? Mm-hmm. What, what are you trying to justify with the self-defense? I, oh, man. Because our issue these days is there's so many people going on the offensive, saying that it's in self-defense. Yeah. And that's no bullshit. <laughs> um, but that's Dunning-Kruger. Right. You're too dumb to realize that you're not acting in self-defense. So you feel like you are. You're not. Right. But you feel like you are. So you feel like you're totally justified. And uh, So was Mookie's act in self-defense? Which one? The trash can? I was thinking mainly the trash can, but really or at any point. getting his money in the morning. 
I didn't see that as a self-defense at all. I saw that as a kind of meeting of the minds there. Kind of. Because in the end, Sal is a businessman. Yeah. And, you know, he always did it. You know I pay you when we close, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He was kind of meeting Sal halfway at that. Of, well, all right, I'm doing it your way. After everything is broken down. He did smash the fucking window. Like, yeah. you still think you're entitled to pay after causing that damage? Yeah, I thought that scene was going to go a like, little differently. But in the end, so I was like, oh, no, was, you did your job. That was you a worked. hell of a scene. Yeah. I, oh, this, this is a fantastic fucking movie. very good. Then, like, I'm going to be thinking on this for weeks. <laughs> weeks. Yeah, we can't, if not longer. We cannot. There's no way we can break this all down in one podcast right no. now. Like... <laughs> There's love that we're so trying, much though. to get into here. I'm impressed we've gotten as far as we have, honestly. <laughs> we're not still staring at each other like, uh, yep. Well, we got to fill the time somehow. Well. <laughs> okay, we talked about him meeting him with to get his money in the morning. Yes. Now throwing the garbage can in the window. Was that an act of self-defense? No. Mostly not. I mean, you kind of see... In that scene with him, his realization of the situation and his part in it. Here he was working for the guy who is the neighborhood's kind of turned on him for a somewhat legit reason, albeit maybe irrational. How was he going to approach that situation? And is that self-defense how you approached the situation? I don't find that to be defensive in any way. I mean, I think I'm with you, because he didn't have to do anything. There was no true threat to him where he needed to defend himself. I suppose there could have been. Being a white guy from Colorado, I don't really understand. Exactly. I'm, a, I'm talking uh, out loud here. <laughs> I probably shouldn't. I, no, it's... I mean, from my perspective, no. There's no justification for it. There's no defensive act involved. But I don't know the experience of a black man in Brooklyn mm. in 1989. Mm-hmm. Like, there could be something there that I just, because of my life experience, can't fathom. Yeah. And am not likely to ever fathom. Well, yeah. And... <laughs> there was sort of this turn, though, when all of a sudden Cell started using the N-word. Because he hadn't before. Yeah. yeah, John Turturro was using it all the time because yeah. he's a dipshit. But once he starts breaking the radio, there were like two acts of violence there between breaking the radio and the slurs. Yeah. And even the kids in the booth were like, oh, now we're that. Yeah. You know, we used to be paying customers. Yeah. You know, I could see that as an employee, seeing your boss do that. Yeah. It could spark something in you, but is and, that, that mm, self-defense what you would do afterwards? I don't... I just connected a couple of dots on that one, mm. um, because Mookie was... He told Mookie that he was family, like... Oh, they right bef- treated him yeah. like he was a son, yeah. Yeah. And then earlier, when he was talking to John Turturro about his favorite musician, ball player, all that being black, yeah. he's like, I don't see him as black. They're and, black, but they're not black. Yeah, or yeah. So Stupid that, justification he had, yeah. Yeah, so maybe that does justify, provide that self-defense action because he's defending himself against being unblacked. 
if that makes sense. You kind of see that. Um, it's sort of that you're like a son to me is almost like you're, I don't you're see, black, but yeah. you're not that kind of yeah, black. Yeah, you're one yeah. of the good ones. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... And in that context, I think I do see that as a defensive move. Mm-hmm. I could very well be wrong. You could I, be wrong I, on I, a I would, lot of this. I would love to hear feedback from <laughs> anybody listening to this that has another perspective. Um, <laughs> I know this is one of our 80s editions, and it's patrons only for a while, but it will make it out to the general population. Around Christmas. Around Christmas. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Crockerclassics at gmail.com. Well, maybe after Christmas, but yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot here. And what felt like randomness throughout just meeting these characters and the people of the neighborhood and didn't feel like it really meant anything. It all kind of does. Yeah. And it would require rewatching to figure it, it all out. Yeah, the fact that Spike Lee did not get an Oscar for this movie is a goddamn travesty. Tra- tra- tragedy? Travesty? Travesty. Either word works. It ain't right. But he was nominated for screenplay, wasn't he? I don't recall. Uh, and my phone's in the other room. I know Danny Aiello was nominated. Um, I mean, his acting in here is... His acting is... I don't need to nominate him for his acting. No, no, but... He's a better director and writer than he is actor. Best screenplay, best picture... You should have gotten a goddamn Oscar. Instead of 30 years later? Yeah. All I can put to that right now is hashtag Oscar is so white. Um, we can have a <laughs> yeah. whole podcast yeah. series about this issue with the Oscars. Yeah. And I'm not going to devote too much time to it here because we all know it's I, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And what else? everyone else has already said enough about that. And they're all pretty much right. We should throw a trash can through the window of the academy. Of the academy? <laughs> It'd be fun. Well, not us, obviously. <laughs> we are the wrong yeah. people to be throwing the trash can. No, but... so we're just going to stir up the, <laughs> the mob mentality and have them do it for us. <sighs> That's Fuck, so much yeah, better. Yeah, no, this is, this is getting bad. Let's, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> let's just uh, call it, because, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> unless you've got something else. I've, uh, Danny Aiello lost his Oscar to Denzel Washington and Glory. Okay, then. So, we'll end on that now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, we'll see you here again next month for 80s edition. Remember, we've got a regular Cracker Classics every Friday. Check those out. Which, if you're listening to this, you probably already do, so. Well, you know. If you're listening reminder. to this early, you definitely do. It's a reminder we love you. Every Friday. Thank you. <laughs> Take care, folks. Bye.